Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you're dead. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this special Tuesday edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. The large man to my left is Howard Cross. I am John Schmelk, 201-939-4513. Hashtag Giants Chat on Twitter. If you want to get in touch with us that way, you certainly can. Howard Giants coming off a loss of the Minnesota Vikings in just gut-wrenching fashion. Though I will remind people, remember, it was tied when he hit that field goal. So we're still yeah. going to get an overtime afterwards. So we don't know necessarily what's going to happen in overtime. But that's a rough one. Um, it, 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 what the, what the way I've been trying to think about it is it kind of makes up for that Bullock miss from 47 in week one where he probably should have made that one. This one, you know, probably not. <laughs> so that, that that's all I'm kind of doing, the, the, the karma in my head a little the bit. karma. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, it's indoors. It, it, I didn't know he could make one from 62 yards. It's actually funny. Here's a story. And um, I was talking to Graham Gano uh-huh. in the locker room, and I said he was sitting there. I go, after the game, not on, not on mic, just chatting with him. I'm like, so Graham, okay. like, did you think he was going to make it? He goes, oh, yeah. He has a big enough leg. It's indoors. And I knew he could reach. Whether wow. or not it would go in, I wasn't sure. But I knew he could reach. And I asked him, he said his range was like 62 or 63. Yeah, he hit the net. It didn't just go. Oh, over. no, yeah. That thing would have been good it, from like hit, 65. He hit the net. I was like, okay, all right. <laughs> pretty good, right? That was pretty good. <laughs> Couldn't do anything. We're like, wow, that's that was good. Now, and I'm going to say this. And, you know, Giant fans tend to get mad at me after like some of these wins. And I'm not all that impressed. And you're like, John, how do you not get more excited over that's the win? So funny. Well, here comes the opposite. Howard, I thought this was one of the more impressive games the Giants have played all year, and let me explain why. Okay. Uh, they marched the ball up and down the field over mm-hmm. 400 yards of offense. Mm-hmm. They threw the ball really well. Uh, they beat man coverage. The Vikings actually played almost – they were a zone team coming into this game. They played almost 30% of their snaps in man coverage in this game. Okay. Uh, Isaiah Hodgins did a good job against Patrick Peterson during the course of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were still tied in this game in the fourth quarter despite the fact – that they lost a turnover battle yep. by two, mm-hmm. and they were still right in the game against a team that had one of the better offenses in football. That's the type of matchup that's given this team trouble at times this year against really good offenses. They were yep. in the game. Now, obviously, disappointing they lost the game. Disappointing that they lost the game because in a lot of ways they beat themselves with yep. those turnovers, yep. mistakes, yep. and takeaways. Yep. All disappointing. But in terms of overall performance yep. moving forward, I think... I haven't felt as confident as I do right now than after any game this year that the Giants could maybe get out of the first round of the playoffs. They had, <laughs> no, seriously, because they had not shown me up to this time against a really good team, spare that Ravens game, and then that mm-hmm. was some weird stuff at the end of that game, that they could hang with a really, really good team. But they did this week, and I think that's really encouraging as you, and we'll, we'll get to this in a second, hopefully get into the playoffs and get to play a, another really good team in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Maybe the Vikings again, who knows, mm-hmm. that the Giants can hang with a team like this and play a close game despite the fact that, frankly, they didn't play their best game in terms of protecting the football. They were minus two, and they still had an opportunity to win the game at the end. Yeah, I thought that, you know, I thought the defense played an, an exceptional game, you know, finding a ways to get after Kirk Cousins. Even after Ojolari was, was out, I, I thought they still 
were getting after Thibodeau again have a having a great game. Dexter Lawrence was Dexter a Lawrence. machine. <laughs> Dexter Lawrence was a monster, making tackles all over the field, not just at the line of scrimmage, running back and getting guys in screens and catching them. I thought all that was great. Them being able to not necessarily shut down the best receiver tandem in, in NFL, but hold them a little bit. Like get like well, being 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 range. Adam Thielen didn't do anything. He had no. one catch. And yeah. Justin Jefferson was really good. He got to what one hundred thirty something yards, yeah, one hundred forty. But, but it was like it was like but he was. He could have. I thought he could have torched us if if he was free and what if they could have if they gave him the he chance. He got to one thirty three, but it took yeah. him twelve catches to yeah. get there. So it was all like like little like little catches. His longest catch was twenty five yards. Yeah, and they were like catching uh, tackling right after catch. wasn't a lot of yak yards on that. So. Now T.J. Hawkinson had a nice game. T.J. Hawkinson had a nice game. And I'll tell you what's funny on that touchdown to him. I know there's been some criticism of the coverage. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was a great catch. To be he honest just, with he you, just, he just he just high catch. pointed the ball when two guys are running for their lives, trying to make sure they were in position to knock the ball down. He high pointed it. He's a lot taller than them, <laughs> and it kind of showed. So I thought that that was a good game by him. Uh, and they and they were hitting him, lighting him up too every time they got a chance to. So all these all things point to you know the defense being able to hold up against. Some of the better defenses, some of the better offenses in the league, because I think Minnesota's a pretty good offense, and the offense that the Giants kind of had, I think Hodgins is a has come along and made it a different, has been a difference maker on the, on the in the in the offense. I think that's been big, and it frees up Saquon because now all of a sudden you can't squeeze everybody down to to you know be there for Saquon because now you got two options on the outside plus a tight end who's catching the ball. Yeah, and look, I think. Evan Neal had another rough game at right tackle. He's just he's He just uh, seems very out of sorts right now, Howard. Until, he's leaning uh, a lot. It's until not good. Until he gets that knee one hundred percent right. I know he says it's right now. He that's what he's gonna look like. I, I there's just the difference between what he was like at the beginning of the season, after he tweaked it once, and now he's coming like after coming off of being hurt by it, you can see it. Yeah, you can, hundred percent. You can uh, see him trying to like be on one side to like take the pressure off of it, so he he's leaning one way, trying to protect himself a little bit, and he's and he's the best option they have out there. Daniel Hunter had a very yeah. good game out yeah. there. Uh, that was a problem for the Giants' offense. They ran the ball pretty well when they mm-hmm. did, uh, but the Viking obviously they saw a weakness in the Viking secondary, which frankly has been a weakness for them all year. That yep. middle of the field was wide open. They yep. attacked that. They took advantage of it. But I also think you saw. The danger, and maybe danger is the wrong word, but I think you know the Giants threw the ball, you know, as much or if not more than they did in any game this league. Yep. You know, uh, this year Daniel Jones finished with forty-two pass attempts. They ran it just twenty-one times. Wow! And you saw though the danger of throwing it that many times, right? You had the strip sack, you had yeah. the interception. You have when you don't have the best receivers, you might have some drops in critical situations. Yeah. You also had the drop, by the way, by the defense by Cordell Flott and the interception that yep. should have came up. So. Yep. Those are kind of the drawbacks of then going to the heavy pass game when it's not your strong suit, even against an opponent where it can work. Mm-hmm. Some things then ended up taking away from your chance to win. Well, that I think I think probably the play that, as we talk about all these other plays, the play that probably bothered me the most was the block punt. Oh, block that was punt. a huge play. Go ahead. Talk about you know, it. The, the block punt puts puts them in position, although they do hold them. Uh, they, did they score a touchdown or was it a field goal after that? Whatever it was, it was points. If that play doesn't happen – the chances of the game being that close at the end may look a little different. I believe that was the game tying touchdown off of that. Yeah, so like yep, game tying touchdown. Yeah, so the block punt gives them a really super short field to get a touchdown off of. So that that is probably the biggest play in the game. I know there's some drops and everything else, the strip sacks and whatever, but for whatever reason, you cannot have a block punt. You, you know, just can't. And I mentioned how they were, you know, plus two in turnovers. Mm-hmm. That technically doesn't count as one. So they that, really that were. Is a, that is a turnover. They were basically plus three. Yeah. That, over the course of the game. That's, in terms of that's better than so a turnover because it is usually where you are on the field and you block it. That it gives you some, you know, gives you great field position, and it gave them great field position. Hundred percent. You know, Cousins could have thrown an interception, but he didn't. Because mm-hmm. Again, Flock going to come up with the ball. Yep. The Vikings did not fumble the ball over the course of the game. So, again, I thought it was a good effort. I thought they they played one of their, you know. Better all-around games of the year. Mm-hmm. I thought the offense had moments. I thought the defense had moments. But you're playing a good team, and we talked about it, Howard. They in fight. These, 
they fight, and in these close games, yeah. one play here or there can take it either way. The Giants were on the right end of a lot of those earlier in the year. Now later in the year, they haven't been on the right end of at well, least some of those. You're playing a team, you yeah, forward. but you play a team though also that has won every one score game. Now eleven and zero. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. No, hundred percent, and they've and the Vikings have consistently made the plays when they've needed to mm-hmm. in these close games. All you, right, you got Jefferson. Yeah, <laughs> you can find a way. Yeah, he's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, still Kirk Cousins for you. Uh-uh, no. <laughs> the John Settle Podcast. Make sure you go subscribe to it. It features a rapid reaction right after each game with one of our analysts. It was Madeline with Jonathan Casillas this week. Uh, we have the Papa's Perspective Giants Huddle. It wasn't up right before the show. I'm not sure if it's up yet, but it will be up shortly. Um, Bob Papa talks to Kerry Collins about his big win against Peyton Manning back in the early 2000s. Uh, I'm trying to get Trent Green this week, who's doing the game for CBS. Oh, Trent's trying to get nice. him on the I show. Like He's Trent. a really good dude. Yeah. Hoping to get him on the show to talk about Daniel Jones and the Giants heading into this Colts game. He's doing the game. It's a CBS game because it's okay. an AFC team and an NFC team. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we have our normal Friday podcast with a player interview. Working on a couple different players this week. And Bob Pop with Brian Dable and a preview of the Colts. And Howard, the good news, and this is why I know why Giant fans were disappointed. Christmas mm-hmm. Eve, you want the win. None of these other teams won. Yeah, everybody. Washington lost. Off. Detroit lost. Yeah. Um, Green Bay won. And now they're kind of in the mix a little bit yeah. with that. And Washington lost. So the Giants have a two games left on their schedule. Mm-hmm. If they win one, they're in the playoffs. If they don't win any, all they need is for two of those teams to lose two games at some point over the last – or those two teams to lose – one game each over the course of these last couple games, Giants are in the playoffs. So well, they're still Washington, in the driver's unfortunately, seat. Here. Unfortunately, Washington's probably going to lose a the game. They've changed quarterbacks again, didn't they? They're back, back, back to Carson. Yeah, so that, that that's not good. Now, Dallas might not play anyone the last week, though, because they have everything clinched up. Uh, who's going to be the. Dallas is clinching as the five seed as the top wild card. Okay, who's going to be the number one seed? The Eagles, we, we think the Eagles are. It's not clinched yet. If the Eagles, Eagles had to win one game okay. for them to, to, okay. to, to clinch that up. And Minnesota is like right right on their heels. Them and the Vikings, Minnesota and San Francisco. Minnesota's two games behind Philly, and mm-hmm. Philly beat them. So I believe Philly has already, if Dallas doesn't catch Philly in the division, Mm-hmm. Philly has the one seed. The only team that can catch Philly is Dallas because they have the tiebreaker against Philly because they have a better record in the NFC East because Philly lost to Washington. That's right. This year. Okay. So that's the only way the Eagles can get knocked out of that number one seed is if Dallas catches them. Dallas plays this Thursday night against Tennessee, who is just not doing very well right now. They're yeah, kind of falling apart. Their quarterback's gone. Isn't he? Um, yeah, he is. Okay. Tannehill and, and now Willis is in there, and he's just not ready to go. No. Um, Washington, just to give people an idea, uh, this week Washington has the Cleveland Browns at Washington. So that should be a close game. Yeah. Uh, you have the Giants obviously home against the Colts, and if you watched the Colts last night, boy, their offense is not very good. They changed quarterbacks again. Yep. <laughs> but they're, they're going to stick with Nick Foles now, I think, okay. though. Unless, right. Who knows? They could always go to Ellinger. But they said last night they planned to stick with Foles, but if the owner makes a phone call, who knows how that's going to mm-hmm. work. Um, let's see. Uh, the other matchups this week, the Giants fans need to be aware of Jets at Seahawks. So Giant fans have to wear their Jets green this week. I know they love doing that. Paul Dottino <laughs> loves rooting for the New York Jets. He's going to yeah. really enjoy that. He's going to blow a brain, brain cell or something. Uh, Vikings at Packers, which is an interesting game. The Packers somehow have gotten the 7-8 and eight here, which is amazing. Yeah, I think the Vikings blow them out. Really? Blow them out? Blow out. Okay. And then the other game, and this not only impacts um, – this impacts the NFC South more than does the Giants. Panthers at Bucks. If the Panthers win out, Howard, they will win the NFC South at at, seven, at eight and nine. That'd be bad. <laughs> Steve Wilkes, give him credit though. He's done yeah. a he's done a really nice job taking that team over, and uh, so you know they, they've done a nice job. And another game, Giant fans got to keep an eye on are the Detroit Lions. They're hosting the Bears. So the Lions coming off that loss last week, but they're hosting the Bears this week. So those are the games Giant fans need to keep a, keep an eye on. Mm. And when those teams lose, then we're just it's the Giants are in. If the Giants don't beat the Colts, they mm. need two of they need two of the Lions, the Commanders, and the Seahawks to lose one game the rest of the year. Okay, that's it. Right. So the Giants are in great shape. But how yeah. about this? Don't worry about what other teams are gonna do. Don't be sitting here 
on you know week 17 having a Kirk praying Cousins. that the Dallas Cowboys are starring their guys against the Commanders yeah, yeah. and Carson Wentz is throwing it against a bunch of practice squad guys that are in the <laughs> secondary for Dallas that's funny don't don't worry about any of that go out be a team that you are better than and more talented than in the Indianapolis Colts this Sunday at home mm. and get yourself into the playoffs on your own there you go. I do not want to be sitting here with you next Tuesday, going through tiebreakers, and sitting here. <laughs> oh, are they going to play? Are they going to play their guys? Are they going to play their guys? Yeah, Who's going to play in that game? Oh, no. oh, oh. Paul Latino will be sitting here hyperventilating on them, but walking on the paper bag all week. I don't want to <laughs> deal with that. I don't want to deal with that. Go out, win this week, finish your own, learn your lesson from two years ago. Listen. Take care right. of your own family right. business. It all sounds good. That's that sounds like you know radio talk to me. But like, let's see how the guys play. If everybody's if everybody's pretty much healthy, you get a lot of bodies back. Um, they have a great chance against the Colts. Oh, I'm just talking selfishly, Howard. No, I just I'm don't want to deal with it next week. No, no, I don't want to deal with it. This either. week and be done with it. It'd be nice. I'm not saying they have to or they need to or they should. Whatever. Just. For our sake, and, and for the fa- let the fans have a week where they can relax a little bit. When's the last time the Giant fans had a week where they could literally put their feet up and say, "Oh boy, it really doesn't matter what happens." Sound a little We're Paul Dottino-ish right now. You gonna be okay? I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm saying I I don't want to. Do you want to deal with Paul Dottino next week? I didn't want to deal with him ever. Well, you know, I know, so but do you know how much worse him. he's going to be That's next my week? Boy, though, you know I love Paul. He's gonna be bad no matter what it is. If, if the Giants, you know what Paul said on the plane to us, he goes. The Giants lose to the Colts. You don't want to know me next week. Oh, my goodness. And if he's self-aware enough to say something like that, trust That's me. so bad. You want no part of that, dude. <laughs> he's so funny. I, I think, like I said, it's going to be an interesting game. I'm looking forward to this game. I'm really excited for, for getting to see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, I don't know, if, if, the, if it's a close game, the Colts lose. I feel bad for Saturday for saying that. I know Jeff Saturday for years. It's just, he's a good dude. He's a great dude. I he got. He's in over his head. I don't. And, and I, can't, I don't think the can't Colts blame are, him for taking the job. Can't blame him. Someone offers you a head coaching job in the NFL. You know, for, How do you for, say no for to it? Eight weeks. So you know that's that's good money for eight weeks. You, you got to take that. <laughs> and I'll say this too, Howard. Like, I don't think the Colts are capable of blowing a team out. I mean, they don't score enough points. Well, I think this. I haven't done I my think, tape study. Let me yeah. just give you an idea. Uh, just to give you a, a very basic thing here. Um, I'm looking for yards per game here. But they're near the bottom of the league in pretty much every offensive well, category. The thing, the thing also is, can you figure out a way to rally them enough so that they will want to participate in the game? Because their season's over. Like, it's over, over now. And now it's just like, mm-hmm. what are we playing for week in, week out? And are we a laughing stock because this guy is coaching us? Like what? What? It's a whole lot of things that they got to be dealing with. You know, it, it it's too much uh, to think about unless you were self aware and know that you're playing for your personal career. You, you may have a hard time. Twenty eighth in yards per game, thirtieth in yards per play. I and mean, Jonathan Taylor's hurt, right? High ankle sprain. Oh, he ain't playing. Yeah. No, he ain't playing. He's get they giving up the second most sacks in football, fifty six. Oh my goodness. Thibodeau's over there right now. He's he's stretching, right? He's in the locker room stretching right now. Give us <laughs> hydrating. Oh my god. He's like, oh my God. Oh my God. I mean they, yeah, Dexter they're, they're, Lawrence is like working. He's in the mirror doing his dance moves, trying to get ready for when he makes his play. It's a very interesting game. Yeah, there's just there's just I'm trying to find something positive to throw in. Yeah, Jay but listen, look, 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 I'll just say this. Colts uh, have a good defense. Just don't Chargers pl- have a good offense and they shut play, them down last week. Don't, don't play night. down don't play down to their level. That's Bingo. what it is. You just can't play down to their level. You gotta make your plays and get off the field. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three time NBA six man of the year elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came to my room crying, tears. <laughs> crying. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
201-939-4513. Giant fans, don't miss out on the final home game at MetLife Stadium. Until maybe a playoff game. Though no. that, that, that won't be at home in the first round. But maybe, who knows what happens later on. Uh, but unlikely. Uh, but you still have one regular season to go. You want to go check it out? Limited seats are available. Go to Giants.com slash tickets to find your game, which is the only game, and <laughs> secure your seat. All right, let's go to the phones and start off with uh, Jerome and Charlotte. He'll lead us off today. Jerome. Hey, Jerome. Hey, guys. Um, I just want uh, two quick questions. Sure. I was so proud of the way they played. Saturday, they finally opened up the playbook. Then you did play worth a contract. <laughs> uh, I was very proud of them, happy, even though we lost. But I just love what they was doing offensively for the most. Now, now, Jerome, just remember, opening the playbook up is probably why you also had two turnovers on offense. So there's a trade-off there. You know what I mean? And that's what we've been talking about all year. You open things up. You risk sacks. You risk turnovers. So there is a trade-off well, what, to, to throwing 42 times. Uh, Jones fought. I mean, um, the tight end, I can't think of his name. Bellinger. He had the ball. No, 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 no. That, that was the fumble. Jones threw it behind Isaiah Hodgins on a crossing pattern right to Patrick Peterson. That was Daniel Jones's fault. Yeah. And, you know, that, that, was, that was. But And you also got, it, it you also got sacked in the pocket. Spreaded. Yeah, but the ball was more spreaded. They couldn't just focus on... Saquon, the the whole game, you know, they had to actually get, you know, step back and play defense. Okay. Okay. And they also scored 24 points, which is basically where they've been most of the year. too. <laughs> yep. So it's not like they scored a bunch of extra points. All I'm saying is that, look, I love the fact they could, they could throw in the ball. It was very encouraging. I'm 100% with you. But there are things that then negative things that happen when you do put the ball in the air that many times, too. Go ahead. And the second one, I, I know you've been following the draft a lot, and I know we need a, a another shutdown um, corner. corner. Mm-hmm. We need a big receiver, you know, um, to loosen up the offense even more. Um, but I was th- I'm thinking, if the if somebody fall, the quarterback falls down to the Giants, wherever we be, hopefully it'd be towards the end. Of the draft of, of the first round, who would uh, who and where um, would you like him to um, come from? What what quarterbacks I like in the draft? No, yeah, they won't now, be around. Nah. Be, I'm, I'm I'm saying wishful thinking, or the Giants might even move up. Considered uh, if they, you know, if they don't. Uh, franchise, right? So. Well, I will say this: I think it's unlikely that they'll trade a lot of draft capital, move up as far as they would have to move to draft a quarterback. I yeah. think that's unlikely. And if they do pick around twenty, between twenty and twenty-five, which is where they would be if they get to the playoffs, and you know, even if they get knocked out in the first round, hopefully they wouldn't. Um, they would be picking in that twenty to twenty-three type of area. So, so the guys that are going to be, the, the, I guess, are going to be the guys going to be the kid from uh, SC, the one the Heisman. He, is he coming out? He's this not year? eligible yet. Okay, then, so he's not eligible. So that that means next year's guy is good. He'll be the next year's guy. Caleb Williams, and he'll be next year's guy. And uh, Drake May is the other guy who's next year. Next year also. Mm-hmm. So, so the kid Bryce at Alabama. Bryce Young, Alabama. The Heisman pick uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud from Ohio State. Not sure about. CJ, I like him, but I'm not. Don't know if he's. I think he's, he's going to be the guy who slides the most. I still think he's going to be a top ten guy, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I, I and by the way, I'm with you. I have. Yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure about no, him I'm either. Not 100% sure. Will Levis is a guy that I know kids out of Kentucky. You mean? Yep. Um, People love him because of his size, speed, athleticism. He's got a big arm. Yeah, he's going to be. He's going to be like. Uh, he might be the third guy taken, even though I think Stroud's going to slide some. He might. I think him. I think that's going to be something we talk about all offseason. Yeah, so Who's going to go first, Stroud or Levis? Yeah, so it's going to be interesting. And then the other one, by the way, Jerome, real quick, the one guy, and 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 then I'll finish. I'll let you uh, conclude. The one guy that declared, who's extremely raw, like really raw, but really talented. This is a guy out of Florida, right? Anthony Richardson. You hit it. I Howard. would never. I would never draft him. Talk about it. What do you? Why? I just. I, you got to be able. Uh, the, you see it. You're seeing it in San Francisco right now. Uh, even though he got hurt this year, oh, great talent! This guy's going to be the guy. But if you don't play, 
no one knows that you can play. N- Trey not, Lance, you're talking. Yeah, about Trey that. Lance. There's no, there's no way. You can't keep drafting guys that you can't waste first round picks on guys that are just. Oh, I think he can play. Like he's so talented. He's he got so much upside. That's he's not. You know, I think he's slightly more pro ready than Malik Willis, but I think they he, go into not, the same he, conversation. They're, yeah, they're, he's not Jackson. Everybody thinks you're, no, he's not Lamar Jackson. Everybody no, thinks no, you're getting. No, no, everybody no, no, thinks no. you're getting Lamar Jackson, and you're not. Lamar Jackson was a much more, yeah, more proficient, polished, polished yeah. passer, not yeah. runner, yeah. passer than Anthony Richardson is right now. So I think that's what they think. And I'm like, so you know, if he comes in the draft, like he should wait for another year. But I can understand coming out. Oh, he. Uh, he already declared and said he's not playing in the bowl game, so he's he's coming out. Yes, yeah, so he's at somebody's quarterback school right now. He's not really working out doing runs and stuff. He's not I, trying to be the I, fastest guy. He's I'm probably curious, at a quarterback school. And I've been thinking about this. And by the way, for you guys, people that are into the draft, and Jerome, mm-hmm. thanks for the call. We actually, you know, Jerome, uh, do you have, do you have one more thing before you? Um... Well, I I just want to add that I've been watch. I don't know how mobile some of them are, but I've been watching the ones that's growing had had thrown for. Uh, over 3,800 yards during the, the um, season. I see how they, they have potential as far as they are. I just uh, didn't know how mobile some of them are. This? And I just wanted to know your your opinion since I, I think, you do the counting uh, reports uh, once a week. Yeah, I think, Thank the, you, I think the guys that are really super mobile, uh, that kind of leads them a little bit once they get to the NFL because people do hit you. I think um, – Fields is is doing a good job running the ball, but he keeps getting he's starting to get dinged up. He's shoulder injury, shoulder here, like yep. hamstring mm-hmm. there that starts to wear on you. Uh, Lamar Jackson, who is probably when healthy one of the best athletes in the NFL, is banged up. Somebody's getting to him, hitting him. Um, Jalen, who is like a monster, squatting over six hundred pounds, built like a running back, and and physical, built like a linebacker. That's a big physical dude. If someone falls on you and you're sideways, you get that shoulder bang. That's what he got right now. So, like, that, the idea that you need a running guy, yes, I like a guy that can be mobile. That I need him to run all the time, that just puts him at risk. Josh Allen, it will will start. We'll start to see it. I don't want to say this, this coming year. I feel like it's coming, though. It's definitely coming because you only get so many chances to glance off of somebody. Like, And, and there haven't been any direct – no, direct you. hits. Yeah, and when they start hitting you direct, I mean. And he gets hit direct a lot more than Lamar Jackson ever yeah. does. So, and, it's, it, it, and I just look back at guys like Cam Newton. Um, what was the kid's name for the Colts? Big kid. Oh, Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Big guys that like, oh, they could take a beating. These guys are physical. And they both are out of the league uh, a little earlier than they want to. Luck just gave up. Just like, hey, man, I can't do this to him. I'm not happy. I'm getting hurt. And, and 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 as great as Cam Newton as a specimen as he was, he couldn't. They were like letting people run free and hit him. Now, Howard, what I what I do the one thing, and I've grown. I have I kind of have adopted this over the last year or so. The one thing I do like about quarterbacks that can move a little bit, mm-hmm. I feel like early in your career, when you're still figuring out the art of playing quarterback in the NFL, mm-hmm. doing all the reads, getting the ball out quick, making the right decisions. Being a little bit more mobile will give you a better chance of succeeding earlier in your career because you can get yards in different ways while you learn how to become that more of a traditional pocket thrower. So mm-hmm. I think, for example, I think like Mac Justin Jones, Fields. No, well, no, that's no, that's exactly like Justin Fields, right? Like if Justin Fields mm-hmm. couldn't run, he would be out of a job by now. Yeah, he'd yeah, be out of a job. Maybe. But and, and Mac Jones is the other side of that, right? Where he doesn't have a lot of mobility. So yeah. when the passing part of it doesn't work, he doesn't have anything else to kind of fall back on. Yeah, I get it, and I respect it, but... No, and by the way, I, <laughs> I agree with the overall point about it doing that for too long. Yeah. It catches up with you. Yeah, it Bryce, absolutely Bryce does. Young is going to wind up being a great NFL quarterback. He ain't going to run it. <laughs> he is going to be getting down. He He's the one guy out of all the guys you're watching, he can slide. And that's the one thing about Bryce Young you want to talk about. And by the mm-hmm. way, if you like draft talk, draft season, mm-hmm. it's on the Giants app, giants.com yeah. slash podcast. Search for it on your podcast platforms. Another new episode coming out on Wednesday. We have one last week. We'll be going every week here. Tony Pauline, Eric Crocker, yeah. and I. Bryce Young, by far, is the best thrower, best passer. Art of passer, thank yeah. you. Art of playing quarterback, quick release, quick decisions, good vision, gets Ar- it out fast, arm angles, accurate, all, arm angles, crazy all stuff. that stuff. That kid, you could plug into an NFL offense today, he will be able to handle 
Yeah. That is a passer. And he, and the, he, quite, the problem is that he's six foot, one hundred and eighty pounds, and he'll get down really quickly. He better get down, <laughs> no, or he's, no, otherwise he's not going to be in the game very long. Yeah, he knows, but you know, you can see it even in the games now when he plays and somebody gets to him. It's not like they yank him down; like they touch him, he's like, "Boop, boom, I'm, I'm good, well, safe, smart, safe, safe." Safe. <laughs> 201-939-4513. 201-939-4513. Oh, boy. Let's go to Doug and Glen Falls. He's up next. Hey, Doug. What's going on, Doug? Hi, Howard. I wanted to ask you a question about one play I thought that, that their tight end uh, uh, passed here and interfered in and got away with it. That Huckabee, what are the big tight end? Um, I don't remember if it was his first act or the second Yeah, T.J. Hawkinson on a pass definitely tackled Julian Love on a pass that was going in his direction. Yeah. Absolutely. No. We, we don't. Well, we, I thought he definitely pushed off. Like, he didn't, we, have any, didn't have any chance to jump for the ball because he was on the ground. Or, yeah, but we don't. We can't. We don't know why officials see what they see and why they call what they call. Or, like, they called a, a, a defensive line uh, holding against the, the, the Minnesota Williams. Vikings. No, they called one on Leonard Williams. I know, but they call yeah. one on, on the Vikings, and they play it, and they don't play it back, but you can see it later where the guy's holding two guys to try to let the linebacker get through the hole. Then they call it on Leonard Williams, who just raw dogs the offensive lineman to get by him to go to make the tackle. Dude, that was a bad call. Like, you, like you're playing against one dude. So the guy throws the flag, the officials talk to each other, and it seems like someone should say, like, which two guys was he holding? But they don't. So I don't know, you know, what officials are looking at. And let me tell you something. It is a hard job to be an official. I don't know how they do it running backwards, running full speed, how they check their hands and the feet and all this other stuff. And no less, you can call holding on every play. So I have no idea how they do what they do. Well, I know that I know that Why don't they have one more official? You can put seven. You can put seven more officials out there. They won't get it right. <laughs> it just, it just won't. It just won't happen. Everything goes so fast. Your view gets blocked when you're looking at certain things based that, on body position. It's, it's very difficult. There was a hit to the head that someone did through in the game. I guess against one of our guys, I believe. Right, a guy caught the ball and he just hit him in the head. It's like, okay, they're gonna throw a flag on that. No, no flag. So like, it just, it nothing. I, I have no idea. Look, I know they're, 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 you know, certain games when they come out in the preseason, they're like, we're going to do big, big emphasis on this. They try to do the big emphasis. Uh, I think Tua getting a concussion early and then they didn't do anything about it and got a second concussion. Then all of a sudden, every quarterback sack was a uh, roughing the passer. I don't know why or how or you know, I, I'm not in officials meetings and I don't want to be in official meetings. <laughs> uh, but it's just it's a tough thing for them to call. And like. Every game that you go to or that you're watching, it, and, and if a play goes against you, I think we had a had a game recently that they won, uh, the Washington game, where they pushed uh, Slayton out of bounds, just literally pushed him out of bounds. We're screaming and yelling, like, I can't believe it. Why didn't they call that? Then the last play of the game, Holmes tackles. <laughs> tackles the receiver. <laughs> right. He didn't knock the ball down. He tackled him, and, like, they didn't throw the flag. I'm like, I guess we got our call back. Like you just don't know what what it's going to be and ever. That's why all you can do is play through whatever gets called, what doesn't get called, and try to overcome it if they go against you. If they yeah. go in your favor, smile and be happy about yeah. it. That's all you can do. It's, that's the best you can do. That's why the, that's why officials jog off the field Thank after you, the though. game. <laughs> like, I gotta get out of here, man. <laughs> Let's go to Len in Columbia, Maryland. He's up next. Hey, Len. Merry Christmas, buddy. Hey, how you doing? Merry Christmas, guys. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. And. Uh, Hopefully Sunday afternoon at about four four o'clock we'll be happy yelling, new year. happy happy new year to everybody. <laughs> that would be really good. Except I'm going to be wet. I think I think it's going to. Oh, is it supposed to rain yeah, on Sunday? Yeah, it looks like yeah oh, okay. yeah. Maybe not maybe not into the afternoon, Howard. Uh, but I think we're going to get some. I think we'll get some wet weather. Yeah. Um, well, opportunity missed on Sunday, but the good news is we got another opportunity this Sunday. Um, mm -hmm. Wow, big game. Big one in a long time, John. Yep. Big one in a long time. Winning you're in, man. Yeah. Biggest since 2016. Right. Okay. Uh, you know me. I'm going to give you the keys to victory. Go for it. <laughs> All right, man. Um, this, this is it, John, Daniel. Get us over the finish line. We're going to find out on Sunday whether Daniel has it, capital I, Capital T. Well, I, I think don't ask me for a definition. Don't no, no, Len, for a definition. I'll be honest with you. I don't I think, think Daniel think, needs to be it 
in order to beat the Colts on Sunday. I, I think Daniel was I, it last weekend, and everybody else didn't pull through. Look, look if, if he's going to give us that stat line, it's got to be in a win. I promise you, Len, they are not throwing the ball 42 times against the Colts next week. Well, I'm, well, I'm just saying, whatever the stat line is, John, <laughs> right. at the end of the day, um, finish. Get, get us over the hump. You're the quarterback. You're the most important person out there. Okay. Saquon, Bar- Saquon Barkley. Um, Howard, the old John McKay line about O.J. Simpson when asked about the game plan. Student body left, student body right. Student body up the middle. We're going to ride Barkley to victory. Ride Saquon to victory. The third one, the key one, senior leadership. Howard, you probably know better than anybody, but, man, I want to see guys like Jahad Ward in that defensive huddle as much as possible. I'm not suggesting we take snaps away from certain people, but I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting I, I, I want Ward in that huddle. I just want senior leadership out there. I want Landon Collins to take snaps away from McFadden. I want to see Tony Jefferson on the field. You you win with seniors, and I want my senior guys out there. Now, 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 they, I, I, I'm assuming you're meaning seniors like in college, not like senior citizens, right? <laughs> well, well, no. I, when I say senior, I, I mean I mean guys who've been around. I, mean, I got guys you. Who've been I'm around. just I'm just gonna change. Yeah, yeah. I know. Okay, okay. I mean guys who've been around. I want the veterans out there. I, I, I like Ward's attitude, and Howard probably does too. I just I want him in that defensive huddle. Hmm. I, I want him in that defensive huddle. He's going to make a difference. Well, we got to see where Aziz Ojolari is. You might see him in that huddle an awful lot yeah. if Ojolari can't yeah. play. Yeah. Howard, one more point, uh, if, if I may. I, I'm going to accept your assessment of Evan Neal at this point as – the best option that we have you know you're probably right about that but i just want to say and i I don't want this to happen this season Mm -hmm. but you know we don't have to wait four years to move evan to guard we can we we can do this if we believe that that's the better position for him Mm -hmm. hey john i'll look for you on sunday i'll try to stop by if it's not too wet awesome the game sounds good man Hey, guys, thanks for taking the call. Let's go, Giants. This is it, man. <laughs> this is it, Howard. All right. Have a great week, Len. Hopefully we'll see you at the game. Well, as far as as having, like, Daniel, I think Daniel did everything he should have done last week. I yeah. think that the defense needed to make one more stop. One more stop. Game is different. Uh, punt team, Daniel's not punting the ball. He's not on special teams. That, that let him down. Um, and then, you know, some drops in the secondary as well as drops on the offense. So, it, it just happens. I think Daniel had got got kind of got shook when he had that that sack, strip sack fumble coming from his from his weak side, and he didn't see it coming because he thought it was picked up. That was in the first quarter. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it took him a few seconds to get his you know get his bearings back together. And like, okay, whew, I got it. It's it's gonna be okay. As far as Evan Neal goes, like I said, he didn't have a brace on when he started the season. He was playing pretty pretty well. I think with the brace and everything, I can see. He is struggling to get himself down to stay down in the position. Uh, you know, the, I'm, I'm sure he's out there fighting. And, uh, it was kind of like the same thing Andrew Thomas had his first year. He was playing on a bad ankle, and he just played through it. First like, two years, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to play through it. And it, if there's somebody else that they think they can put in there that can help him or to get him, you know, let him get some rest on it, it'd be great. But these guys are warriors, man. And you, the only thing I can tell you is that. You have to protect them from themselves. Saquon, um, I would love to see Saquon be the, the the focal point of the game and have him student body right, student body left, if if that's effective. <laughs> but that's going to be an interesting part of the game. And it's, the Colts have a good front too; yeah. like they have a pretty good defense. They're gonna they go against good good linemen. Uh, I don't know why they don't play better defense or better offense. And then last but not least, Jahad Ward. I like Jahad Ward; he's a phenomenal player. But if Aziz Ojulari is available and can play. Do not take that child off the field. That boy can play. Maybe on some rundowns or on early downs or short yardage and stuff like that. But if oh, it's a, pa- a passing situation, he's he's be in needs a, to be on. No, look, he's going to be in there. He, he's in there on, on passing situations, too. He's in the packages and stuff. But, man, Aziz Ojolari is, boy, I, I know that he's on a pitch count, basically. But, man, when he's in, he well, is Well, it seemed like he was finally getting out, off that pitch count. He was mm. back long enough, and now he might be back on the pitch count yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, that's where he started his career on a pitch count. Yeah. 
He's he's a difference maker. The Giants official connected TV streaming app Giants TV brings original video content and game highlights on demand and direct to Big Blue fans. Giants TV is free on Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire TV, and the Giants mobile app. Pearson, when you do your chapters, you can just write 108 Daniel Jones. Let's go to Charlie in Portland, Maine. Charlie, how are you? It's almost been a month, man. Where's Charlie been? Hey, guys. What's going on? What's happening? Merry Christmas, man. Merry Christmas. What's happening? Hey, uh, Felice Polly Dot. You guys. Please study that. I got it. <laughs> you got it? <laughs> Took me a second. <laughs> so what's happening? Hey, uh, hey, well, hey, I've been busy on, on uh, Twitter spaces and, and uh, just Christmas, so I haven't had a chance to call too much. But <clears throat> let me just break down this game, the Vikings game. <clears throat> so, you know, first of all, you can't have Jones throwing the ball 42 times. What happens is turnovers. He threw an interception. He fumbled the ball. That's what happens when he throws for more than 20, 20 times. And uh, and the other thing is is that on uh, I think it was uh, Pro Football Focus or somebody uh, turnover worthy plays. You know how many Jones has had this year? I have he's not looked 18. at the rankings. Okay, but that that's, he's, had, he's Joy, that that's actually had, not that's actually a that's actually a pretty good ranking based on other quarterbacks. I think I'd have to check it, but. No, it's not. No, 18, there's only two quarterbacks that has more than him, and that's Geno Smith. There's no way. And I think at 25, yeah. And the other one was Tour. I think he had 19. So you're, so you're saying because he had turnover-worthy plays, but he didn't have turnovers, that they're saying that – Well, the, but the percentage of – Howard, the percentage of turnover-worthy plays turning hmm. into turnovers is 74%. Jones's percentage was only forty. Well, Charlie, 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 so, Charlie. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm looking right now at turning yep. turnover worthy play rate. Right. So this takes into consideration the amount of turnover worthy plays per dropback. Right. Okay. I guess. Okay. No, I'm 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 not he, asking you. Looking, I'm telling you. He, he's looking at I'm, it. He's, he's I'm, looking at it. I'm going <laughs> to list. The don't, the don't, quarter. That, no, hold on. I'm going to be in the weeds. No, no. I'm okay. I'm only in the, I'm only going to list the the big names. Okay. Joey, these are the players that have a higher turnover-worthy play rate than Daniel Jones. This is turnover-worthy plays per dropback per play. Okay, so this takes number of plays into consideration. Heineke, um, Josh Allen, Justin Fields, Tua, Matt Ryan, Geno Smith, Dak Prescott, Kyler Murray, Jared Goff, Matthew Stafford. Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence, those guys all have a higher turnover-worthy play rate than Daniel Jones. Kirk Cousins has an identical turnover-worthy play rate to Daniel Jones. So he's kind of right in the middle of the league. Of the 43 <coughs> qualifying quarterbacks that are on my list, he ranks 23rd. So he's pretty much right in the middle of the league. Listen, Charlie, go ahead, go be- ahead. before you go into the whole Daniel Jones. And by right. the way, Josh Allen has 29 turnover-worthy plays this year. So, so there are about so, so 11 Jones, guys ahead of Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones doesn't play defense, and Daniel Jones doesn't play on special teams. At least, at least they, get the if, stats right, if Charles, this, please. If, he, if we don't have the mistake. Hold on, just listen. If we don't have the they mistake. Right. No, we, they're not, Charlie. I'm on PFF. <laughs> you said there were two players with more turnover-worthy plays than Jones. Okay, There's John. 11! All right. But guess what? Guess what, John? I told how many, you. I told how many you times does uh, Jones throw the ball compared to uh, uh, Allen and compared to That's uh, why I – Charlie, do you understand what rate means please. per play? That's per play. <laughs> so that's included in it. <laughs> That's what turnover-worthy play rate that's means. So bad, no, John. middle of the league, he's better than Josh Allen. <laughs> <laughs> Again, Charlie. I'm not, Charlie, oh, I'm not so telling you he's a superstar. I'm just telling you he's in the middle. You're in the go ahead, Howard. I'm sorry. I'll shut up now. When you look, when you look at this, when you look at the screen and you see that Charlie was wrong, just let it go. Just let him. This it's fine. You can't right, look at it sorry. and look it up sorry. and then and go crazy. But anyway, but right anyway, in in the in the last game, in the in the last game, Charlie, if they don't block the punt and the punt goes down, they may not score. Giants probably win the game. 
Giants probably just, yeah, win, but, just win the game. But if, if Jones didn't throw an interception on the Vikings' 18-yard line, if, we if, would have scored if, three to seven points. If, if, if Jones hold on, fumble, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Charlie. Here he goes, if game. If Daniel Bellinger doesn't fumble going into the end zone, we, we scored a touchdown But Jones there was part of the turnover. Oh, no, no, no. You no, can't wait. deny this, that. So, so this is what you're going to do. So this is, how you're gonna, this is how you like to do it, Charlie. The Bellinger play wasn't okay. on Jones at all. All, the, all these other plays that are happening in the game, it doesn't matter. That are that are causing. No, no, no! I didn't say that. Yes, you. That's but what you're. That's what you're saying. And gives Jones are you? Are you? Are you? Are you listening to yourself? Are you listening to yourself? Charlie, I said that. Charlie, I literally said that to the first caller of the show. The first caller of the show. We complained about it. But let me say one more thing. Please. The other thing is, we always kick in a hundred thousand field goals when we should be making touchdowns. Whose fault is that? That's on the offense, and Jones is part of the offense. Part right. of. Charlie, I have a question of. for you, Charlie. Do you know what the Giants' red zone touchdown <laughs> rate is this year among offenses? In the NFL? I don't know. 75%. They are eighth best in the league in terms of scoring in the red zone this year. It's not, eighth. Yeah, how many that's, times? That's not because of Jones, zone? though. Yeah, that wasn't the point you made. You said when they get in the red yeah, zone, they don't right. score. That's well, how you five times in the red end. zone and you get three of them, you know, that rate looks good. You, your right? your reasoning, Charlie, is off today. You you, you didn't do very well <laughs> in your research. Off today? Yeah. Hey, look, I, all I'm saying is Jones is still the same turnover person that he's been, except this. Charlie, I have a question 18, for you. He's been fortunate not to have him become turnovers. He's still doing the same thing. Charlie, I, I have a question for you. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm going to bring up the leaders here, and I'm, I'm going to ask you a very simple question. Um, <laughs> right. right now. Of quarterbacks, and again, I'm going it's, to use. It's going to be really bad, Charlie. Uh, you, you're in trouble. I'm going to use a rate stat that's here. Why, that's why I'm not saying anything. So, oh God! Interception percentage. Okay, what that means is number of interceptions you throw divided by your number of passes you've thrown. All right. So this takes into consideration yep. your pass attempts and number of interceptions you've thrown. Okay. okay? Yeah, I know. Here's a question Jones for you: what? what do you think Daniel Jones's interception percentage is this year? What do you think it well, is? Well, he's, prob- he's probably uh, uh, number one or number two. One point one percent, best in all of football interceptions yeah, per pass John, attempt. How many touchdowns has he had? He's worse That's, in the NFL than any quarterback. That wasn't the point you were making. Yeah, well, you don't bring who, up the who, other half well, of that. Who's he well, Charlie, I'm to? responding to your Charlie, points. Make Charlie, a decent point, and I Charlie. won't refute it. You're bringing up points that aren't accurate. You said he only he doesn't throw interceptions because he doesn't throw enough passes. Well, I just told you <laughs> he throws fewer interceptions per pass attempt than any. Okay, gone. that's a different argument. If you want to make the argument that he doesn't throw the ball down the field enough and he has fewer interceptions yeah, because of that, of that's a fair argument. But if, that's not the argument if, you made. If you put Zach Wilson on this team, how would he do, yeah. Charlie? Zach Wilson. Uh, I don't know. Uh, would he do better than Daniel Jones? Yeah, I well, don't know. Oh, Charlie! Charlie! I said goodbye. I don't know. No, goodbye. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I can't. That's too much. That's too much. So That's too much. The annual Charlie call. The Twitter's going <laughs> to love Charlie. Much. Charlie was wrong. Zach Wilson? Charlie, well, at the end, you were just disappointed. Charlie was yeah, and, and Howard set him up for it, too. Howard did that on purpose just he, to destroy his credibility. Charlie just messed up all the stats. <laughs> And, look, and, and you're like went in the weeds with him. I'm like, don't go in the weeds with Charlie. No, just, no, 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 no. I don't. So hey, look, people can have their opinions. When they start making up facts, <sighs> I'm gonna get annoyed because he, you. And look, he, and again, he always makes up facts. Well, well, and that's why I get annoyed. What's up? I'm John Wall, and I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Six Man of the Year. Elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? <laughs> 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. But look, again, if you want to say Daniel doesn't have to throw a lot of interceptions because he doesn't throw the ball down the field a lot, there's a lot of short, easy passes, okay. I can buy that conversation. That's okay. That has that's not, merit behind that's, it, but that's not that, what he said. That's not even a real conversation. We had we had one receiver for most of the season, and now oh, now, now we kind of have two, and now it's looking a little bit better as we have two receivers. Things look a little different. But as far as people calling up and trying to like go, Daniel Jones is a turnover machine. Now, if you get hit that much, you should turn it over. I mean, but that's just me. You put him on, like I said, you put him on some teams with some receivers and 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 a running game and a decent line, like a few teams. But you put him in San Francisco. I think they're I think they're still a good team. Put put him on the Jets. They got a lot of receivers and a line and everything else. Put in places where they're, they're and, and again, not beating on our guys and stuff, but we we are lacking in a couple spots. We just are. So he's doing a really good job for what he has to work with. And again, it's going to come down to length of contract and price of contract in the offseason. This is going to be a business deal. I, I can't do do the speculation of his contract. No, we're not doing that. There's just too many people no, that, that need to be signed this offseason. I'd love to go sit and listen to it and watch how they do it all, but it's, it's going to be – this is a – why don't you walk upstairs and get some information for rec- us? Reclamation project at, at best when it's trying to put this uh, – what this uh, what do you call it? Roster. Let's it's a recognition to... process. <laughs> All right. Brian in Virginia also wants to talk about Daniel Jones. Brian, what's up? Oh no. Hey. Hey, what's How up? How you guys doing? We, very good. Brian, we have set a very low bar for you here, so I'm hoping you can step over it. <laughs> I don't think he'd have no, to... I'm actually you know, he, here's the funny thing. Okay, so I have two two comments and then a question I'll take off the air. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. But um one, every time I'm thinking something, it seems like Howard says it right after I'm thinking it. There you go. You know, the, the first thing I thought about uh, with the Giants and the Colts was just don't play down to the level of your competition. Yeah. You know, this is something, this is, a, this is a team they need to just handle their business against and then just go. Second thing, I honestly don't know what people are looking for with Daniel Jones. <laughs> um, to me, he's actually proved that he belongs here. So, and I'll tell you what, what Bill Parcells used to say about Sims. These fans that have something to say, they're not going to appreciate him until he's gone. Yep. So they should think about that. And, and again, um, Brian, in fairness, let's not put Daniel Jones and Phil Simms' category quite yet. He hasn't accomplished what, what, what Phil did or it, anything it has, like that. But, but, it ha- but it has something to do with it. It's the same thing they do no, with, with, with Eli. Yeah. Oh, Eli this and Eli. Oh, the Eli's and the worst. by the way. Yeah, I'm like, okay. It, <laughs> it isn't just football. Yeah. Look what look what Nick fans did to Patrick Ewing at the end of his career. Mm. And since Patrick Ewing's been gone, yeah. they've been literally the worst franchise in the National Basketball mm. Association. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. The, gla- the grass is always greener and, you know – that's all I have to say about Jones. I think I think he's done what he has to do here. Um, and the, the third thing is is and this is just a question I'll take off the air. Sure. Where do you think we have the best opportunity to improve uh, in the draft? Ooh. And I'll, I'll take your answer off the air. Yeah. Um, I would say. I'm trying to think of the draft strengths here. I would say corner and wide receiver. Maybe the linebacker. I think those are the – I know you probably only wanted one, so I'll cop out. I don't don't know if there's that many great wide receivers. We're going to see what they run. No, but I still think you can get one in the second round. Yeah, you probably get somebody. I'll tell you you know who I just watched today who I was really impressed by? Jordan Addison, the receiver from USC who was with Pittsburgh the last couple years. Yeah. He's only he's only six foot. He's only 175 pounds. So he's yeah. you know kind of like Devonta Smith sized, yeah. kind yeah. of in that area. Yeah. But boy, he is smooth. He's got really good hands. Mm-hmm. He's fast. He runs good routes. I don't know if he's going to get to the Giants at 23 now because out of all the guys I've watched, he's probably my favorite wide receiver. Yeah. But he's a like he's a safe player. I don't yeah. I don't know if he's going to be a superstar, but he is going to be a good NFL wide receiver. Yeah, there's a couple guys. I think the guys are, they maybe be at TCU or Kansas. They're they're really tall. TCU. I have not yeah. watched. I think that Quentin Johnson yeah. sounds right. I have yeah. not watched him yet. I was going to watch him later. So today, those, so those guys those guys are receiver at DB. Um, there's some best corners DB early. Corners early. Uh, there's a kid from wait, I think a kid from Georgia. Gonzalez, Oregon. I think is one maybe. Yeah. Kaylee Ringo is the Georgia kid. Kaylee Ringo is the Georgia kid, and then. I just don't know. I, I just don't know who who's really showing up at corner. Uh, linebacker? No, that could be a spot. You the Cle- your Clemson kid, that Trenton Simpson, yeah. who's really fast. Yeah, that could be a spot. And they got a kid that the inside backer at Georgia who could 
sideline to sideline. He's he's going to be a really big time player. Christian Gonzalez is the yeah. Oregon kid by the way, um, that corner. Yeah. Then who else? Um, there are going to be a few guys. Uh, uh, two, two. There's a kid out of Arkansas, uh, Drew. Not 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 Drew Stanton. The kid two two or two two, whatever his name is from Alabama. The the inside backer went from Tennessee to Alabama. If he's coming out this year, he's going to be probably going to be a high draft pick. Um, Hand me that little black uh, book there, electronic book there. Thank you. Then there is – who else is a linebacker? I mean, there are going to be some players. I think there are going to be some, some really nice interior linemen too. It's actually one of the – it's actually a very big, like big person yeah. up front type of draft. Yeah, big, the interior interior linemen are going to be going to be pretty big in this draft as Penny well. Penny Sewell's younger brother, Noah Sewell. Okay. Out of Oregon is coming out. There's another guy okay. off the top of my head. Uh, Drew Sanders out of Arkansas is the – is the other kind of he's a he's long and he's fast. And the when receiver? you ask, no, he's a linebacker. Linebacker. And okay. When you ask Wink Martindale what he wants out of his Mike linebacker, mm-hmm. he wants fast guys and he wants long guys. He want, That's what he wants. They want they want to bring back my, my guy from Bama that said this with the Jets now. What's his name? Uh, Mosley. Mosley. Yeah, they want Mosley again. They, they everybody's looking for Mosley in the draft. So there'll be some guys out there. It's going to be interesting. They want a middle linebacker that can run, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll see if we can squeeze in one or two more calls here. 201-939-4513. Roy is in Charleston. Roy, what's up? Hey, how are you guys doing? Howard? Great. Very good, very good. It was good. I um, And, John, you know, the first time uh, this past Saturday I got to listen to – well, I, I was working, and I um, I got to listen to uh, Bob Papa and Howard on the radio. And, and Carl. that's the first time – I. Mm-hmm. And Carl, yep. And uh, uh, the first time I have ever heard the broadcast on the radio, and it was fantastic. They they do an amazing job. Yes, so, they do. Uh, kudos to you guys. I Thank just you. Loved Thank it. you and, very much. Uh, and it's nice to hear. It, it was really nice to, you know, you watch it on TV, but it's nice to hear the hometown, um, you know, it, it, the hometown crew call on the game. So anyway. Yeah, and Roy, by the way, what, know, and what you could do, and this is for all Giant fans out there listening, if you find the stream of the broadcast, whether it's on Sirius, you have NFL Plus, or you're locally you're streaming it on WFAN, however you do it, um, if you you know we're we're behind the TV call, so if you you know get going, you pause the TV, you wait for Bob to say the opening kick, you just hit play, you sync up your stream with the TV, then you can listen, watch the game with uh, with the home radio broadcast on. So if you want to try to sync it up, that's how you do it. Fantastic! I'll try that next mm-hmm. time. That's great. Um, you know, I was thinking about um, what I was listening to today and yesterday, and, you know, uh, uh, fo- Giants fans have to realize where we were last year and where we are today. Hmm. And, and, and I think we're forgetting the big picture. Uh, were, were we 4-12 four and, four and last, last year? Mm-hmm. 4-13, mm-hmm. uh, right? Because it was 17 games, right? Uh, I, yeah. I don't do the math like that, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I do the same thing. But, you know, here we have the the ability, if we take care of our own business, to be in a playoff game. We don't know how far that goes, but we've come a long way. And, you know, you look at this team that's been put together um, that Gable and all the crew have had to work with, and they've schemed, they've used the talents of the, of the men that are on the football team. Mm-hmm. To, to be where we are. And I think we need to, I, I think, you know, I listen to Charlie and, and I, I love him to death. And, and, but you know, Danny, Daniel Jones has brought us a long ass way. <laughs> and let's not forget that, you know? And so, you know, and we're, we're a little banged up too, you know, we lost Shepard. Um, and, and uh, so we've, we've come a long way and I think we need to just kind of take a breath and go, you know what? Let's 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 see how far this 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 team can take us because next year is going to be very different. And I think that next year, if if we don't go very far this year, I think next year as we continue to build on what the foundation of this team is for this year, it's going to be um, a good season for next year. Hey, so, look, Roy, you know, I'll say- I, Right, 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 just real quick, I'll say this too. Yeah. You know, improvement's not always linear either, right? You go back when Joe Shane first showed up and Brian Dable showed up to Buffalo. They made the playoffs their first year. The next year, they dropped down to like seven to nine, six and ten, mm-hmm. and then they built up again after that. And you know, you go from this last year to this year. 
you know, if Daniel Jones plays every game last year, he never goes out, they probably win six or seven games. If Saquon Barkley's not hurt for half the year, they probably win one or two more games. Then the records kind of look similar. So mm-hmm. things can just change. And by the way, how about Andrew Thomas missing all those games last yeah. year? He's been healthy all year. Yeah. So, you know, you put all yeah. these things together and, you know, you think, oh, last season was such a disaster. But you change those things and all of a sudden, oh, yeah, maybe they mm-hmm. win six or seven games last year. So it, it's just you yeah. never know. To your point, you never know year to year how these things are going to go. Just try to improve the talent. The yep. schedule next year, by the way, is going to be tougher. You're playing the NFC West. You're playing the AFC East. Much better conferences in the AFC South and the NFC North. Mm-hmm. So it might, you know, who knows? I'm not making predictions now. You don't know what the roster is going to look like, what the conference will look like. But there's a chance you might take a small step back next year, too, and that's okay. Well, and and – you know, the perfect example is look at the Rams. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Super. You never know. This And, you know, uh, uh, kudos to Lance. Every week is so different. We just don't know. And that's the beauty of, of, of the NFL. Yep. So, anyway. Thank you, Roy. Merry Christmas to you guys. Happy holidays. Happy, Happy New holidays. Year. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. You too, my friend. Good stuff, Roy. Good to hear from you. Yeah, you don't like. I've been saying it all year. Like you look at you look at Green Bay, how they had to struggle all year long. Look at Tampa, where they are all year long. The Rams, of course. Uh, Russell Wilson and Denver, like holy smokes. I mean, that is like, that, that is like, a dumpster. Fire. Yeah, like you just, we just <laughs> thought that uh, Seattle would, would, you know, on the other end. Would, Howard, you know, if I would have told you before there that Geno Smith and yeah, the but, Seahawks would be better than uh, Russell Wilson and the Broncos, you'd think I'm crazy. Yeah, we would. You, you just don't know. So it's uh, everything that you think and believe can change in a minute. So just keep watching, you know, unless you're watching Kirk Cousins and uh, still Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Man, I, I, at, some, at one point in the offseason, we may be on and we have time to get into the weeds. We can get into the weeds on I am gonna I dig. I am going to dig into your Kirk Cousins weeds. Okay. Jason in Maine will wrap us up today. Hi, Jason. Hey, guys. How you doing? Very good. A, a question. Have you guys started like a petition in the state to try to like force Charlie to move out or something like that or no? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I haven't Maybe heard him on that. that for a while. So. <laughs> no, it, it actually has been a while since he's called. Jason, what's up? <laughs> hey, um, I just had an idea. I wanted to know what you guys thought of it, and then I had a question for uh, for Howard. Okay. Um, it, I know we've called a lot about Kenny Galladay. It's just um, my idea is, and I don't know what the Giants will do against the Colts. I'm hoping we can beat them, and I'm, I'm just thinking if we did beat them, I don't think they can go any further, right? They, they would pretty much uh, solidify the sixth spot. Giants cannot catch Dallas with the five spot. That's correct. Yeah, we're 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 kind of locked in. Right, but the Giants yeah. could still slide down to the seventh, seventh spot, spot too. So that so I think that could theoretically, yeah. depending on what other teams do, mm-hmm. um, that could still be a. Th- no, you know what? No, if the Giants win this week, I believe they do they, clinch they, they the. Clinch I believe six. they clinch the sixth yeah. spot. Yeah. Yes, that's correct. So we'll, okay, all right. So I was just I was just thinking if they if they play if they had that situation. Do you guys think it would be a good idea, maybe just to try and get Galladay going, maybe start him against the Eagles, have some plays designed for him, maybe see if he can make, you know, multiple plays and and, and maybe get him back into the swing of things? I just wonder what you guys think of that idea. I think that train has left the station. It's not even that. (laughs) You think so? I just think that, you know, and this is just my opinion, and I don't know uh, Kenny well enough to to ask him or or talk to him about it or anything, but I think Kenny, when he he came here, he was coming off a hip injury, and the get-off and everything that he had before the the hip injury just may not be there for him, and it's no fault of anyone uh, just rehabbing and trying to get it back. Some some injuries – affect you differently for longer periods of time. And, like, I think that injury is, is still with him, whether he wants to admit it or not. Because he he's a different-looking player, uh, running routes, his, his explosion, his cuts, everything. Just, he just looks a little different. Oh, I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, so my last question is for you, Howard. Um, when your team is out of it, like, if you're mathematically out of the games or uh, out of the playoffs, you've got a game or two left, especially if it's on the road. Do you find it was hard for, like, teammates, uh, even yourself, to maybe get up for those last couple of games? Uh, I'm probably different than a lot of players because in my view of it, I was always playing for my job. So, like, I looked at every opportunity to play as an opportunity to show, put something else on film so that people could be like, man, this kid's really playing well. Like, you know, to grade out the highest – during the season where you grade out 85 to 95, if you could, 100%, 
week in and week out, no coach would allow you to grade out at 100%. But, you know, you can do everything you can every week. So when you step out or step away from the game, when they're going back and doing their reviews, they're looking at your tape and looking at everything you did, and they're like, wow, like like no matter what's going on, he's, he's playing hard. Because we, you know, I had, you know, went to two Super Bowls, had like a bunch of playoff appearances, I think, but we, we weren't great every year. So every year, you know, you go to work in the off season, you get yourself ready to go. And no matter what the season looked like and how bad it was, when they go back and look at the tape, they're not talking about you on the tape because you didn't do this or you didn't do that. They're like, you know, good job, Howard. You got to follow his block. Good job, Howard. Great route. You got to hold up blocking so you can get the ball out on time. You know, it's got to be something like that. If, if you're not thinking that way the whole time, you won't be in the league alone. That's just, that's okay. just how it is. They, when they evaluate at the end of the season, they're evaluating everything. I mean, I think Coach Fastly said all the time, like, hey, they're not just evaluating me, buddy. They're evaluating you. So if they want me to leave, it's going to be a bunch of you leaving with me. So the doors are going to be held open. He said that to you guys? <laughs> yeah, he said that before. Yeah. He said, when and, he was, and by the way, it, when it happened, he wasn't yeah, wrong. When he said, when they take me out the door, I'll hold it for the rest of you who's coming with me. So you better get it together. And no matter what, keep fighting. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. hey, thanks, guys. I hope you have a good, uh, happy new year. Uh, hey, I hope so, too. You, too. Appreciate the call. Howard, this was fun, man. As always. Did you have a good Christmas? I did. I did. Got to hang out with my daughter. We had a little had a little steak, a little lobster. We had a little we had fun. When is little Howard coming to town? I don't know. I don't know. Is he, uh, he's got the bowl game Friday. I think he's going to be down at with his mom for a day or two. Then he said he's going to come back before he goes to school. So I'll see him. Excellent. For Howard Cross, I'm John Schrunk. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Big Blue Kickoff Live. We'll see you tomorrow with uh, Paul and Russ at 12.30 when we're back with you then. See you then. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.